Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the TPM podcast, Theology of Plain Men. Uh, my name is Zach. I am the only one here in the TPM studio. Um, we are quarantined, uh, but Theology of Plain Men is here. We are here to bring you your favorite Christian podcast. Uh, that's probably a generous statement, um, but maybe it is. I am here with two of my very, very best friends, Matt Almquist and Andre Nelson. Matt, what are we doing today? Let me have it. What's up, guys? Uh, man, what a crazy week it's been. Uh, we were just talking about how just a week ago, all of us felt like you know life was carrying on as normal. COVID-19 was something of a, a foreign issue in China and in Europe, and America was living life like we always do. And then just a week later, we're all quarantined, isolated, and uh, man, it's it's hard to even keep up with the news cycle to understand what we should be doing and how it affects our lives. So we just kind of want to get take the pulse of uh, what's happening in our lives, what's probably happening in your lives, and how that affects us. So real quick to kick it off, Andre and Zach, how is uh, the pandemic, the global pandemic of COVID-19 affecting your lives? Yeah, it's it's a wild one. So I I feel like I'm doing, personally, I feel like I'm doing better than I thought I would at this point. I don't know, with like all the social distancing and the, you know, recommended isolation, staying in if you don't absolutely have to go out. I think I'm a pretty social person. And so I, you know, looking forward to that, I was kind of dreading um, not being able to like see people all the time. And, um, but it turns out, you know, Facebook or Facebook, FaceTime has been my friend. So I've spent a lot of time talking to people um, over FaceTime. And uh, on Saturday, I watched a movie with somebody and we like, but you know, in our separate homes and we just like press play at the same time and then texted during the whole thing, uh, which is pretty, which is actually pretty entertaining. So I, I feel like I'm coping, you know, work is super weird and, everything is super weird, but you know, it's, it's, we're all kind of going, we are all exactly going through the same thing together. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I still find myself unsure about the whole situation. Uh, this is Zach again, uh, in case you forgot since the beginning of the podcast. Um, so the, the strange thing for me is, um, I have a I have a baby. Uh, for those of you who don't know, little baby Harper, seven months old, very cute, um, and it's it's kind of nerve wracking uh, because when you know adults get sick, they can explain things to you and oh this isn't right, um, this is what I'm feeling, uh, help me. Um, but with a baby, it's kind of tough to tell. Um, for those of you who've interacted with them, so I find myself at times you know, kind of just forgetting about it. Cause part of it too is Ashley and I have kind of lived in isolation since the baby came just out of necessity for our own health, uh, to take care of the baby and rest and all that. Um, but you know, I, now that I'm like forced almost to be in isolation, it, you know, in all reality, our lives aren't that different, but just like the feel of it is different. Um, and I sometimes find myself uh, in moments of like great worry um, that Harper is going to get sick or I've already gotten her sick or I'm doing something wrong. Um, so I kind of go back and forth 
a lot of uncertainty. I don't totally know how to feel. Um, part of it, I, I, I find myself getting certainly frustrated. Um, I feel like I, you see things from quote professionals all over Facebook. Um, and you can basically find anything you want to hear from someone claiming to be a credible source. So a lot of times I find myself not knowing what to, not knowing what to trust and, um, you know, find myself being worried, but overall we're trucking through kind of like Andre said, it's, we're all, we're all in it. We're all doing it. And it's kind of just the reality right now. So that's about how I'm feeling. Yeah, Zach, I sympathize a lot with the frustrating mess it is to try to get good information on this. Yeah. Yeah from a thousand different sources, especially with social media, you can hear a thousand different things. Uh, but for me, it's COVID-19 has kind of been affecting my life for probably a bit longer than most people. I'm a project manager and I do pretty regular travel between the States and Asia. And so that since uh, the coronavirus has been affecting Asia now for a couple months, I've been on travel hold, which has been actually super nice for me. But um it, that's what I, I all, all I thought it would be was, you know, an Asian problem. Then all of a sudden it became a European problem. And now it's an American problem. Uh, I mean, it's, it's global. It's in over 150 countries around the world. So um, it, it kind of took me back how unprepared I was for it in terms of just staying home. Um, I, I'm super extroverted and I'm very social and just staying home the whole time is difficult for me. Um, like Andre said, it's great to be able to, talk over FaceTime or um, Hangouts or whatever your means is, but it it doesn't really quite substitute meeting face-to-face. And so it's difficult. And I think it's something that we're all going to struggle through over the next couple weeks or months or however long this goes. No one really knows, um, you know, so we're recording on the 23rd. Any day now, uh, Minnesota might go into a, a state of shelter in place like a lot of the surrounding states are. And so we might even not have the option to go outside unless it's uh, just deemed essential. Um, so what do we do guys? How do we maintain community? How do we maintain a sense of being social creatures in a time where we're not allowed to do that in the traditional sense? Yeah. You say social creatures. I mean, that is true. Like, I don't think any, any world situation has ever made so painfully apparent that we are social creatures, you know, as soon as you take that away, it be yeah it's just so obvious that oh man i am like designed to be around other people like i just don't really thrive or flourish without that um and i think i think we do see that in the bible like i think when i say like we're designed that way we're created that way god has designed humanity to depend on itself um or or rely on itself in a social sort of way um, and I think that he um, considers that in his um, design also of what is right in terms of our uh, social nature and the way that we build community with one another. And so we look to we look to God's word for what is right. And uh, one of the classic passages for fellowship and community is is Acts two, uh, specifically verses forty two through. Uh, the end of the chapter, whatever that ends up being 46. Um, and so 47. So I'm just going to like quickly, we're going to just dive through. There's like six or seven sentences. And the classic way of understanding this passage is every sentence is like a thing. So there's things like prayer and breaking bread together, giving to the poor, 
meeting together and worshiping God plus others. So we're just going to go through this um, and talk about maybe how how we live out this model of Christian community in you know the era of social isolationism and the the new coronavirus. So the first the first line here is they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Um, how, how do we devote ourselves to these apostles' teaching? I think the understanding of apostles' teaching is like wisdom and scripture and the word and that sort of thing. So what what is a way that we can? What are ways that we can devote ourselves to the to teaching and to wisdom? Um, when we can't get together for Bible study, for example. So I think, well, I'm I, in a practical sense, I think you can look at what we're doing right now. I think we are especially lucky compared to other generations um, where we have this unique ability to do exactly what we're doing right now, um, where we can challenge one another and we can pursue one another um, in the same way that we have with group Bible studies. Um, but certainly now more than ever, um, if you're someone, this is just kind of the way I'm understanding. If you're someone who's struggled with independent Bible study, um, now more than ever, it's a time for you to um, really start to dive into that um, and to make that a priority for yourself. Yeah, and I think that, uh, I mean, it's, if you just follow what they discuss in Acts 2, uh, you know, even breaking of bread and, and that part of community. If you think about that in the classical Christian sense of having communion or taking the Lord's Supper, I mean, that's something uh, my church, uh, Hope Community Church at the Lower Town location, we're planning on doing is that we're going to start taking community or uh, communion remotely with whatever you have at home. Uh, you're still going to be doing that. And we just Which have that's to break. That's super interesting. Yeah. So I know. We're the, down, I know. the downtown location is doing that too. And I think that that is very very cool um you know we all know that it's just a cracker and grape juice even when you go to church and you get in line and you stand there and you pull it up and it's on a fancy table in the middle of the sanctuary like it's still we still know that it's just the stuff but this is like another level of that realization that yeah okay it's still just symbolic like it is so symbolic that you can just do it in your home but there's something about the sacredness of it that i think is uh, like, I, I don't know if I've said stress test yet, but this whole thing is like a stress test to systems and things that we feel like we understand. And I think there's one area where it's kind of a stress test. It's like, okay, like a stress test of how can you hold sacred and hold special the symbolism of Christ's body and blood in the form of communion. So much so that you can do it in your own home, that you can go to your fridge and pull out a bottle of grape juice and then like get there in your mind to say, this is what this is. I think that's a perfect way to put it. And so, so many of those things are going to be, and already are being stress tested, right? Yes. Our, our idea of community, our idea of uh, fellowship and communion and what church looks like, what work looks like. I think all of us are working from home who are on the call right now, at least part-time. Um, so we just have to really understand what are our preconceived notions and how can we really challenge them. Is that true? Is that really the only way it can look like? And, uh, you know, how are we willing to adapt? Cause like Zach said, we're so fortunate. Imagine. So this isn't the first pandemic to happen, right? It's not even like the 10th. It's there's been hundreds throughout history and think about any other time before, like the last 20 years, how could you ever imagine 
maintaining fellowship like this. Isolation would mean that you're huddled in your house and you're hoping to God that you don't die. Uh, and you don't go out and you don't know what's happening. You don't get any news and you certainly don't talk to friends. So um, as, as hard as this is going to be, we really do need to see the perspective of we're pretty fortunate, all things considered, in the grand view of history. So, awesome, yeah. So oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. Uh, I do agree with that, that we are unbelievably fortunate in the scope of human history, and I really don't think it's close. But one thing to consider that like I feel is unique to our point in time um, is that our generation is so used to having like something in our hand to do. Like we're, we're always like driven. There's the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we're busy. We're doing all this fun, trendy stuff. And it's like all of that got ripped away from our entire society. And it's like, okay, you need to uh, relearn how to be like, honestly, a simple child again and understand how to, that you're going to have a really simple life from now and it's not going to be this big complex thing where you're filling every single part of your day you're going to have to learn how to how to rest how to be patient um all these unique things and that's kind of a, a i feel like in past generations like time has moved slower for past generations than it has for ours everything is so instantaneous every time we want to do something and now that all of the that infrastructure has been ripped away at once it's kind of a unique thing that we we've grown up with this idea that everything we want to do is instant and now it's that's totally ripped away and that is kind of unique to our generation super true and uh just as a reference point we dove into this a lot deeper on last week's podcast called COVID 19 it's not about you so if you haven't taken a listen to that yet go listen and it dives a lot more about you know what's the actual situation and what does it mean for us uh, spoiler alert, it's crazy outdated. Uh, <laughs> back then, it, it, uh, we it's outdated then. It was not it was, out, outdated. it was not outdated at the time we recorded the podcast. I included well, the no, date yeah. in the description. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, what we're saying now is probably outdated by the time you're listening to it. So you're yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So charging forward on this passage, the next line says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. So this, so to here it is. I mean, it says all the believers were together and had everything in common. I should provide a little bit of context uh, for this passage. This is shortly after um, Peter, the, the classic repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So, this is like a moment um, where it's documented that like tons and tons of people are being saved. Um, and so there's this like, this is like a community of newly of like freshly minted Christians who are pursuing the Lord together. And so that's when it says like all the believers were together. It doesn't, it doesn't mean like all the believers in the whole world were together, but uh, it's just stressing the fact that they were kind of, in the same place, meeting together, doing their lives together. And so, you know, that, that can be expected to be true of people today, although not when you are housebound. And so, you know, we're doing this podcast remotely via microphones and technology and, you know, Zoom meetings that took up like 45 minutes to set up. <laughs> uh, but we're making it work. There's like a way to be together if not physically then you know digitally or whatever 
um, uh, and had everything in common. Because that all so there's that's a so does do you guys have anything to say about that little spot, or can we keep going? I think that's a that kind of a given. So they carrying on verse forty five. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So that's that's an interesting line in the context of what's happening right now. I've seen a lot of really positive things on social media regarding um, how you can be a good neighbor in this era, um, this era where there are maybe people who are immunocompromised or are elderly who are at greater risk of um, severe health consequences from contracting the virus. And something that everybody's saying either offering or saying like, this would be a good thing for you to do is going grocery shopping for people and then leaving it at their doorstep. Like that's the thing that you can do for somebody who it probably isn't safe for them, like quarantine or not, you know, shelter in place orders or not, it's probably not safe for them to leave their house. And so that's one way that you can, you can basically give to someone who has need to use the words. Um, it's just an interesting time that provokes different, manifestations of that same spirit are there any other examples of that uh that are like specific to what's happening right now i mean i think there's tons of examples of that um both i mean in terms of what's happening uh, with christians and non-christians alike i think uh, now is a cool time that kind of the global community is coming together to try to face a crisis whether it's um random companies now making hand sanitizer instead of uh, perfume or beer, or maybe they're making masks instead of cars. Um, so, I mean, as a global community, that's cool. But then, of course, I think uh, now is a really interesting particular time in history where the church can and needs to step up and fill the gap. Like you said, uh, getting groceries for one another, taking care of people, help, uh, you know, do whatever you need. There's a long, rich history in the, the Christian church of helping and staying put in the midst of crisis and pandemic. And a quick example of this, I mean, just a couple hundred years after Acts was written and the the framework of what we're talking about, there was a huge pandemic that swept through Italy and through Rome. And um, the Roman emperor Julian was complaining to all of his Hellenistic priests about how more virtuous the Christians were than the Hellenists. And he said that the Christians' uh, benevolence to strangers, the care of the graves of the dead, um, and the the holiness of their lives are something that just put to shame the people of their own religion. Um, and it was a huge way that the Christian church grew and spread at the day. And so it's kind of been uh, the way that we've always done it, and we need to continue doing that in the present day. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So. The last part of this passage, um, I'm going to just keep going. It says they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Actually, I skipped one. I'm sorry. It says every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. So that's the kind of the same thing as like they were all together. We kind of already talked about that. It goes on to say they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So this is a huge part of this passage where they're praising God together. And I think that that is something that we cannot let these new circumstances prevent us from doing is sharing with one another in community, the ways that God is being, is proving his faithful to his faithfulness to us in a time of need. Um, 
and to, to be that ministry to one another. Um, and then, and to know that amidst all of this, the Lord is through the image and the representation of our community, adding to the number of Christians. He is showing and redeeming people um, through faith by this a model, this design of people supporting each other um, and pursuing and praising God uh, together in community. And I think that now is a time just as much, if not more than any other, to live that out and to demonstrate that when there is no shortage of despair and no shortage of anxiety about the way that things are. So, yeah. So I guess kind of, as we look to, as I love that Andre, by the way, I loved everything you just said. Um, as we look to kind of close this out, um, as we normally do, I want to go around Andre, you kind of already did, but we'll, we'll kick it back to you anyway. Um, I want to talk about what, what is your, what's your parting shot real quick, your 20, 30 second parting shot to the listener. Um, and, and I'll go first. Um, when we're looking at this situation, just as Paul writes to the Corinthians, um, do not lose heart though. Outwardly, we are wasting away inwardly. We are being renewed day by day. It is clear as humanity that we have an expiration date on each of us. Each of our lives expires. Eventually we are wasting away. It's clear in times like this, but inwardly we are being renewed. Um, and this affliction we're experiencing now is so light in comparison of the weight of glory that God is preparing for us in the next life. So to the Christian, do not lose heart in times like this and, and persevere. Amen. Uh, my, my point is that as we continue to keep the community and keep, uh, while, while being distant, I guess, don't forget that God's still in control. It's freaky. You read the news and it's terrifying. You see deaths and cases just continuing to increase and they're going to for a while. But that doesn't mean that this took God by surprise or that he's out of control all of a sudden just because something new happened. Um, he's still in charge and he's sovereign and you can put your hope in him. Quick verse is a reference for this. Matthew 10, 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father? But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Uh, guys, you're more valuable than birds. Don't be afraid. God loves you, and uh, you can rest in that. Andre, what's your what's your parting shot for the listener? Uh, so I would I would share the reminder that part of the whole thing with Jesus coming to Earth was to give us the reassurance that. God understands what it's like to go through life as a human. And, and so in all, in any and all of your loneliness and um, discouragement and frustration about the way that your life doesn't look right now, uh, God sees you and hears you and understands that in a way that other people can't even do so because he knows you fully um, and he loves you fully. And so I think, to, to hear that and to remember that when it's really difficult, when you can't go see people, um, I think is really important. And to know that just as God knows what you're going through, in this case, so does everybody else, because we're all going through the exact same thing the world over. And so, again, as lonely as you are, somebody else is too. So I think to take the first step in reaching out to somebody uh, will likely solve, maybe so help address the issue for yourself, but also mean a lot to somebody else. And so uh, 
to know that, to know that you're seen and heard and that you also have the power to make other people uh, feel known in this time. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us for the Theology Playman podcast. We are just ordinary guys. We're not doctors. We're certainly not master divinity or pastors or anything like that. We are just plain guys, verbal processing. I hope it was edifying for you. <laughs>